0: Welcome back to episode 10 of the IceCast Report. I'm Anthony, joined by Tim, and uh, I have no clue where to start. Uh, We said last week, win, it's going to be a very happy podcast, lose, and it's going to be a pissed off podcast, and uh, I said later in the podcast, in episode 9, that I kind of kind of had a bad feeling that this would be a game where it's that one game a year where we just don't show up. You collapse in the second half against South Dakota State. And, Tim, this was ugly across the board at every level from coaching staff down to the last player on the bench. This is unacceptable at every level. It was a debacle,
1: and that's the only words I have for it. You expect YSU to play to a certain level. now. I get it. no one can win championships mm-hmm. every year, but you want to see a team that competes and a team that wants to win and I'm going to be honest, I watched the game on ESPN. Mm-hmm. I had it on you know my fire stick and I watched it through Amazon, and I was in the process of, uh, you know the first series the defense, they went defense first and they got a three and out and they had a sack on the and I'm like, they're ready mm-hmm. to play. Why she gets the ball? And they were a little bit more up-tempo offensively. They moved the ball downfield. They got inside eh, the 15, Mm -hmm. 10-yard line, whatever it was. And they stalled. All right. Drive stall. Mm -hmm. I can accept that. Yes. Kick the field goal. You're up 3-0. From that point on, that football team that played those first two series was not on the field the rest of the game. Simple as that. Whoever those players were for the first series offensively and defensively, they ceased to exist after that play, after that field goal. Because I've never seen a more Jekyll and high performance in the first quarter than I've seen there. Three and out, you get a sack on the quarterback, you get the ball first, and you go right downfield. And probably should have scored a touchdown, but, you know, drive stall. I can accept that. You converted. You're up 3 nothing on the road. You're feeling good. Mm-hmm. You feel like this, and the bottom completely falls out. Yeah, oh my God. From that point on, this team had absolutely no idea what it wanted to do offensively and defensively the, the entire game. We'll give credit to Southern Illinois for possibly making changes. And, and and making simple adjustments. They played that, well. That may have confused YSU the rest of the game, but I have a hard time believing that. I will say this. It was just a debacle. The defense completely fell apart on the next drive. They made 8, 10, 12-yard plays going all the way downfield. And it was 7-3. And mm-hmm. I'm like, all right. Every team's, every team's going to have its moment. And they're at home. And they have a big crowd. Mm-hmm. And they're ready to play. That's cool. Why? She already went down the field. And then the offensive philosophy from that point on was completely lost. That offensive play calling was some of the worst play calling I've seen from that point on. Because they had no clue what they were doing. Not one play was set up for the next play. And if the first play failed, they were double trouble from that point on. And I will say this. I know Mays was playing injured. But his deficiency showed yep. big time in that ball game. When he threw to outside, he was successful. When he threw over the middle, he was terrible. Uh, his, some were low, some were high, some were out out of reach of receivers. Mm-hmm. Again, here comes uh, the offense for SCU. They went right back downfield, and it's 14-3. And now I'm, I'm getting concerned. Mm-hmm. From that point on, it was over. It was This game was over, and I hate saying this word about any team, but it looked like freaking quit. It looked like this team quit, especially on the defensive side. (laughs) I think the offense tried to get a couple things going, but had no flow. I'll say this. They couldn't read a defense for the life of them. No. Every time, it was almost to the T, where if you've seen the defense back off They're coming on a blitz Mm -hmm. on that play, and Mays had no clue. He absolutely got crushed every game, every play. They would back off, and then the blitz would come, and he had no clue. He could never say, I'm watching it on TV, and I see him back off, and where I'm saying, here comes a blitz, and guess what? He's being sacked, or the play's being blown up. And I'm like, someone else has to see this. If I'm seeing this, and I'm not. A coach and I'm not a player I'm not the only fan has seen this and seen this over and over and over again and they could not stop it defensively uh, that offense was stymied from that point on and they never had a chance to get back in this ball game. it was embarrassing to watch I've never seen and it's easy to say never to see because it's the most recent game I haven't been this disappointed in a YSU team a long time. Last season I, was disappointing because things just never gelled. You had injuries and, and, just, you, and you lost early, and things just, you know, no never problem. got on track. Again, I can accept down seasons. Yes. Especially if there's effort. And I thought at times there was effort last
0: year. Yeah, Stanley Indiana game, State game. Yeah. It, yeah, there's effort. This year,
1: I honestly expected a quality season. You start 4 0. You started four and zero. You're three. You're zero and three in the conference. Yeah, that's what's killing me. <laughs> you're zero three in the conference. The, se- the conference season's over. Yeah, you're done. You had you had to win your conference games. You have to be competitive. You're in competitive in one conference game. Two, maybe, one and a half. Yeah,
0: Tim, we sat here last week and when we did our game projections, I said. said feels like a game where YSU comes out and quits. We have to have a serious conversation about this program because right now, we're a laughingstock of the conference. There's there is not one team in that conference out there that goes, boy, we play Youngstown State, we better come out ready. I, I know every team got to come out ready to play, but they don't come out and go, they know they're going to beat Youngstown State. Nobody in this conference fears us. Nobody in this conference goes, ooh, Boy, that's gonna be a tough matchup there. That's gonna be a tough matchup there. And they're laughing at our coaching staff for lack of adjustments.
1: Well yeah. More than that, it's the lack of it's a lack of total thought process going into exactly. a ball game. Exactly. And the that, game plan's terrible. Offensively, there was none. I thought the game the play calling was horrendous. There was never any continuity to it at all. Joe Alessi is one of your best players, and he touched the ball, what, 12 times the entire game? That's unacceptable.
0: Let me ask you this, Tim, because I'm not even going to look at stats. I'm not even going to break down stats because that's the a game where you just you throw out the window. It's, it, it's sickening. Do we have a talent problem here? Is there a major talent problem here, or is it something else? Because I find it hard to believe... You start out 4-0, you beat a playoff team from last year in Sanford by 23 points, and you come back and you whip Duquesne, a team that went to the second round last year, and then you had Northern Iowa on the ropes, and you have South Dakota State down double digits in the second half. Is it a talent problem, or is it a talent problem in some areas? We've had a culture problem for years, and that hasn't gone away it's only getting worse. There are some positions probably lacking talent. Mainly on the offensive side. Yes. Let's be honest. There's, yes. This coaching staff has not been able to recruit offensive talent. Sans Jody Webb. You need to
1: have a philosophy of what you are. I don't care if you're an I-formation team or if you're a spread offense team. When this team has been successful it has had pace to it. And the first four games, it had pace. The last three games, it's lost its pace. It's like they've panicked. When the first series came, they had pace in their plays. They were in. They were getting out. They were crisp. They were were into the play quickly. Lately, it's been, let's get to the line of scrimmage. Let's do a couple things and then look to the sideline. The play clock's winding down. Then they snap it. I understand that was our offensive coordinator a few years back that's that was his game that was yeah 100 the way he ran his office he was very successful by the way doing it i mean he put up points yeah uh i mean they did for for a very long time this team needs to have a pace to it i don't care if you're huddling up or if you're doing non-huddle. Yeah. you need to have a pace if it's every 20 seconds you want to snap the ball it's every 20 seconds if it's every 15 whatever the case may be if it's every 40 seconds You lose pace, and you don't have... There was no consistency. There was no rhythm. Exactly. That's what I'm saying by pace. You have to have in and out, know what you're going to do, and run the play. It sounds like they have no faith in their players to make their own adjustments. Nope. That's what it sounds like. That's what it looks like. And that, to me, is where you have to have faith in your quarterback to make... To look at a defense and say this is what we're going to do, every time they backed off, they blitzed and they never caught on. The, I mean, Mays never caught on. Grant, Grant Kraft never caught caught on. I don't understand. I just don't understand how that could happen. It's inexcusable, Tim. But I'll say this, and I said this earlier in the in the season, of the podcast. I said this team will go as far as as Nate Mays will take them. It may didn't taken him very far right now. He's in the right. The last three weeks, he couldn't do it. Now, I'll give him a benefit of the doubt that he's been injured. There's no question about yes. that. And is he a tough kid? Absolutely. Yes. He's a There's tough There's no question, of question about it. Now, the question comes forward is you have some major questions to, to answer as, as a football team going forward. Because you have to make a decision that you're going to try to win out with the players that you have, or do you change? Direction and, play, and, young kids and again. play young kids again. And here's the thing: I'm not saying every position, but I'm talking about offense. If you make a change, you have a big decision in front of you, and it's a decision beyond just the coaching staff. It's a decision of a player too. We're talking about Mark Wade. I mean, yes. do you play Mark Wade? Uh, let If you lose next week, do you end up playing Mark Wade and the Brent. rest of the season to get him experience and lose the red shirt? That's an important yes. question. And that's a decision, in my opinion, that is made not just by the coaching staff, but by the player. And I'm sure that's the case. Like we have a serious
0: lack of leadership in this t- program. <laughs> I think it has. There is what well, player? Where is our leadership in the program right now? Well, let me let me let me go back to
1: what I, earlier. It's not. Yes, I do believe it lacks leadership on the offensive side of the ball, and maybe even on the defensive side of the ball too. However. I think where you have to ask is, have they ever figured out how to close out a ball game yet? No. And the answer is no, because what you did against South Dakota State is inexcusable. You had that game won. You should have won that game.
0: And it beat you twice. And you have
1: to figure out why you're letting teams stay in a ball game. And how do you close out a ball game? What do you need to do to be successful? How do you finish off a fourth quarter? Now, last week doesn't matter because you were done in the first yep. quarter. You were unable to make a comeback against Northern Iowa. You got within seven, but you that was closest close as you got. You were down 14 primarily yep. in that game. And again, you were 4-0 going into that game. And I thought, hey, opportunities there. We'll see what happens. Yep. And unfortunately, it didn't work out. You came home big game against South Dakota State and you had the big lead and you didn't you couldn't figure out how to close out that game completely and the the turnovers crushed you turnovers again crushed you you cannot keep a team in a ball game because you're not finishing plays and not wanting to succeed and that's what it comes down to it is a desire level so going forward I still think, I go back to my old saying, identity, identity, identity. What does this program want out of its players? And how does it want our players to perform on the field? And what type of offense are you? Are you a running offense? Are you a passing? Are you a mixture of both? And this team, the last three weeks, does not know what it is. In my opinion, it should be a run team that's featuring Joe Alessi Mm with the ball in his hand, either through the pass or the run, 20 to 25 times a game. And if you make a defense concentrate to try to take that away from you, other things should open up in the process. But if you establish your run with him, you establish the outside, and quite honestly, the way I would run it is Mays and Alessi as your running attack. Make them stop that running attack between your quarterback and your running back and that will open up the pass game and that will open up so many other opportunities right now i don't see that effort on the offensive side play calling for that that to, to be achieved they seem to be oh we'll do this play we'll do that play it's like pulling plays out of a hat versus having it yeah and not knowing what you want to achieve it's not saying you have everything scripted but you should know what you want to do you should have a Belief that this is what we're going to do. We're going to make them stop
0: us. And I just don't know if that can happen. Tim, I'll tell you what our identity is. We are a soft program. We are physically soft and we are mentally soft. And mentally, that, absolutely. And this isn't just a this year problem. This has been a problem for close to 10 years now. Sands 2016 when we got on a really hot run and we had a lot of we had a great year that year but we are a mentally soft program that when one then when one call goes against us or one play goes against us we can't respond to it and you've talked all year long and last year how do you how do you respond when you get punched in the mouth. And we spent a lot of time last week talking about that, Tim. How do you respond when you get punched in the mouth? And you know how we responded? Yeah. Southern Illinois punches down. in the mouth, and we lay down like a coward. Mike you- Tyson said
1: it best. Everybody's Everybody knows what they're saying until they get punched in the face. Yep. Everyone believes in themselves until they get punched in the face.
0: Tim, we were frustrated last week. And you came out today and said, This is probably the most frustrated and disheartened You've been in a long time. I've been disheartened and frustrated for a long time, meaning over
1: the last fifteen years. Yes, yes. Let's put it in perspective. Haycock had the same problem. Wolford had the same problem, and now now Pelini is in the same problem. So the question has to be: Go back to what your original question was: Is there a culture problem, and is there a player?
0: desire problem to succeed to a, to a highest level. When Bo took over this program in 2015, he said we have a culture problem here. And he's made mention of that numerous years now that the culture is getting better. Their culture is not where... Well, this is year five. And minus one year, you've been mediocre every year since. Last year, you are just downright bad. In 15, you collapsed the last two weeks of the year and you missed the playoffs. 17... You collapsed. 18, you were just downright bad. And 19, you're collapsing again. So when we did not renew Eric Wolford's contract, the job was to find a guy, find a staff that can elevate this program. And, Tim, I'm not sure we can compete in this conference anymore. I don't know if we can compete in this conference anymore. It sure doesn't look like it. No. And I'm not, and I'm not trying to overreact. But we have two, one or two, one conference championship since we've been in this conference, and that includes the Gateway, and now the Missouri Valley has rebranded and includes the Dakota schools. We are now, we have three wins over North Dakota State and South Dakota State since 2009. So you want to pack up and leave? I'm saying it might be time to look at different conferences.
1: There's two things you can do. You you can run and hide, or you can just fight and get better. Well, we haven't gotten better in the last 10 I, years in this conference. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying there's two choices. You can you can pack up and leave, or you can fight and get better. That's the choice that YSU has.
0: You and I are not going to make that decision. No. But that's what it comes down to. And I'm not just saying this is the wrong conference for us because of we're not competing, but geographically, it does not make sense for us at all because your closest road game, and I've done it, is the Illinois State. I know. And that's eight hours. So how can you get a fan base to a game? No, road games are not. The only time you
1: can have a crowd is at home. You're not going to get to Indiana State. You're not going to get to— You
0: can't even recruit
1: well. Well, I think recruiting comes down to just selling your program and selling what you want to do to a player. How you're going to make that player better and what experience they're going to have. I honestly think the teams you play have some value, but not matters. What matters is how you run your program, how how that player believes that they're going to improve and get better and achieve and possibly have that opportunity to play at the next level. Whatever that next level may be. Every player has desires and dreams. And what they want to do, what are they doing here? Are they trading their football prowess for an opportunity to go to school, which 99% mm-hmm. of them are. Some of them are here to play football. And you have to then ask yourself, how do you make this culture a winning culture? You have to win ball games. That's how you do it. You have to close out games. You, as a coaching staff, has to help your team close out games. You cannot put your team in a bad situation in the third quarter or the fourth quarter. Now, no coach makes a play. Mm-hmm. But if you have players who consistently miss a play, they need not to be on the field no exactly. longer. Exactly, And that's probably where we're at right now. Will this coaching staff hold players accountable for missing plays? That's where we're at. And that's what we're going to find out here going forward. Because if you see changes, that tells me two things. It's not you're going young. It's you're holding them responsible for not, not yeah. succeeding. And that's where we're at. Are you making excuses for players who consistently fail? Or are you holding them accountable and giving other players an opportunity? That's where we're at at this program. You're 0-3 in the conference. You are what you are. The only way to get better is you have to win out. And that's not going to be easy. That means on the road and at home. And chances are you'll have a losing record this year in the Missouri Valley Football Conference. The only way to change that is prove it on the field. As I mentioned last week, you're going to one to know each and every week. That's your goal. And last week, they did not achieve that. Going forward, they have Western Illinois this week at home. Bottom line is they have to win this week, and that's it. They have to be 1-0 this week and move forward. I don't care if it's a one-point win or if it's a 25-point win. You need to win. Put a number in the win column in this conference. And move forward. You're not going to win the conference. You may not qualify for the playoffs. But the only way you're going to move forward is to prove something to yourselves going forward. And you have one game to make the playoffs. Well, you got two. You got, South, you got both Dakotas. Still got South Dakota and North Dakota. But, again, you can't get that far ahead of yourself. All that matters is this week's game. And this week's game is, is Western Illinois. That's- and this is your season. Every week is your season from this point out, and we're gonna find out what this coaching staff and what this team is made of because
0: they're gonna be playing in front of family and friends from this point on. Let me ask you this. Is this coaching staff the the right staff to get us to the next level? Yeah, I wanna say yes. However, I think there's because it's time we asked that question. Well
1: it's it's absolutely time to ask that question, and I think you have to ask that question going forward no matter I think Bo Pellini has to ask that question.
0: Is Bo Pelini and his coaching staff the guys to get us to where we want to be and where they want to be? To get to your point is yes and no. Yes, you
1: are 100% correct. Everybody on this the football program has to question themselves going forward. The question I have to ask, and I don't know because I have not done the research, is comparatively ask... Does this football program offer the same salaries to the coaching staff as other teams in this conference? Does is North is North Dakota and South Dakota and South Dakota state outspending you on coaching staff? If they are, what's the percentage difference? Because that matters. What you how much you can mm-hmm. offer a coach to stay, come coach here matters because let's be honest. If Someone can get a 25% raise by going to this school versus our school. They're going to take that. They're going to take that job. And that's the way it works. It works that way in almost every, everything in the world. If you're doing the same job for somebody else and they're going to pay you more and you're happy with that opportunity, you're going to take it. So my question is, what does the university want out of this program? That's what it comes down to. Damn Just like the basketball yes. program for many years mm-hmm. is what you settle for is what you get. If this football program is supposed to be a top-notch football program in this country, then you have to invest into that for that to happen. I don't know those answers, and I'm not here to say they're underfunding it or overfunding mm-hmm. it because I don't know. But that's the question you have to ask this. Co- ask Bo Pelini and... Ron Strollo and all those at the YSU, the athletic department. Are we funding this program enough to be successful at this level? If you're funding enough to be a, a five hundred team, then I understand that's what you are. Yep. And you no one can bitch about that no. because that's what you ask for. You know, the pro, the basketball program for many years was that way. It was always second fiddle to the football yes. program. And that's just the way it worked. Everyone knew that. And they were very satisfied with their five and seven win seasons and 11 win seasons. Mm-hmm. It looks like that satisfaction in the basketball program may have ended going forward. We'll find out as the season, that season begins. But this football, I, you have, this is a question you have to ask the university. What do you want out of this football program and what's the investment they're willing to put into it to make it successful? Because the more they put into it, chances are the more they'll get out of it. I can't answer that question without knowing those numbers. And I don't know those numbers. Mm -hmm. But that's what it comes down to. We can talk about this, this, and this. But if you're paying for a guy who ranks as 80% of, of the coach of this guy here, Let's say this guy is an A-quality coach and you're getting a B-quality coach. Well, chances are you're going to get B-quality quality. performance. You're not going to get A-quality performance. He's doing the best he can or she's doing the mm-hmm. best he can. But there's others out there doing a better job. Are they being more compensated for that same job? That's the question you have to ask going forward. Is there enough funding in this program to turn this around? And I don't know that question. Or is there enough hunger in
0: the coaching staff to, to make it better? For years, I have been of the belief that this program needs a Youngstown guy. I have – anytime we've had a coaching search or – I have always said we need a guy who knows his area, who knows the program, who knows – and, Tim, I don't – I can't sit here today and say that's the best option for this program because the the last three regimes – and I'll – and I'll throw Haycock out, and people will call me a Haycock apologist, but you're following Jim Trestle. That's really difficult. He didn't get it done, and he admitted he didn't get it done, and that's why he resigned. We, I don't think this coaching staff is the one to get us to the next level. Well, 0-3 in the conference center says it's not. I don't. And, and you have two playoff appearances in 13 years. Two. And how many more years have you collapsed? Uh, I just – I don't know. I'm of the belief now that th- this coaching staff has been giving long enough to prove that they can get it done, and they clearly haven't.
1: Okay, let me this- go one step farther. Actually, I believe in Bo Pellini, and I believe that if we give him the opportunity, he can be successful. I'm on that, on that team. Okay. I will say this, even if that's the case, what you're making, which is legitimate, by the way, it doesn't matter who the coach is if the person who's selecting the coach is not getting the job done. And you can look at the last 15 years and ask that question about a lot of programs at Youngstown State, and that has to be addressed because no matter how it's done, you have to ask yourself: Is this at the level you expect on program A, B, C, D, F, whatever sport you're talking about? So, so let me ask you that: Do you believe the person who is making the selections has done the good job in the last fifteen years, Ron Strollo? Let's just put yeah. it out there. I, I, I'm, I'm being polite. We're talking about Ron Strollo's job. What has he done a great job at the football program with Haycock, Wolford, and Polini? No.
0: No. Did he do a good job with the men's basketball program? With Jared Calhoun, yes, with Jerry Slocum, absolutely not. So what about the women's program? The women's basketball program.
1: Um, he struggled there for he was for a long time until the last two coaches. And the last two coaches have been home run hires. Yes. So I mean, you got to give uh, him credit for credit's good, and he's he done a be great on.
0: job with with softball. At the time, was a dominant force in the Horizon. Uh, the men's baseball team has it's up and baseball. Downs. It is so tough. Kent and Akron have not. You know, it, it, it's been tough to win up here. Um, you have two Horizon Lake tiles. You, you want a tournament game under Gillespie. Um, the, cross country is one of the best in the country at that level. Brian Gorby is the best of all time. Period. Your your women's golf team, your tennis team. So overall, I do think Ron has done a good job. Has he done a great job? Well, here's the thing: where are athletic directors
1: going to be scored on are the money games. There's two programs that bring in money for this university. The football and the basketball, the basketball program. The other ones really don't generate the money that the other two do. And that's where that, that's you, where you're going to be graded on, on the football program and the basketball program. And that, as fair or unfair it is, goes with every job. Just like every coach is hired to be fired,
0: every GM, every AD is graded on that. I'll say this. What Ron Drulo did with his last two hires being – Jared Calhoun, and John Barnes, I thought were home run hires. And we talked about it last year, or two years ago, that the basketball program, I don't want to get on a basketball discussion, this is a football podcast, but sometimes you get a culture shock. You went from a totally different style, coaching style, playing style, with the last regime, to now with Jerry Slocum. You... And I love what he did with the women's basketball hire. We knew Bob Bolton after a couple years was going to be gone for bigger jobs. He was a home run hire, and he's already seen that at Ohio U. He's—I mean—he's going to be big time. He went to a conference rival and picked an assistant away. We're not in a position to make a decision, and maybe we don't have enough funding. You know, it's tough for a city university to get that. You know, let's just—I think we're on the way. I think. Uh, President has done a great job with that. The the people he's surrounded himself have done a great job with that, and the numbers prove it. I just, and even if it's not a coaching change, because it's similar to what Notre Dame was in a couple years ago, where they had fa- to face reality about their program. Are these assistants getting it done? That's or right. Or do we need to recruit a different type of kid? Because the last couple years – Notre Dame has recruited a different type of kid. Not bad kids. Still kids that get the job done, but they're a little more elite athletes, and it's proven on the football field. I'll say this. Bo Pliny loves this area. He loves this university. And I do agree with you that the accountability needs to be held within the players first because Pliny's proven he can take us to the National Championship game. I mean, he's done it with five kids suspended or hurt. So he's not an awful coach. Has his message run stale? I don't know. We don't know. That question is going to be answered these last remaining couple games. You could 0-7 Western Illinois come to your house this week. It's a must win. You said it, Tim. You're probably playing in front of friends and family. That's, that's it. I mean, the only way
1: to build this program is you start this week.
0: You have to throw it, everything out. All the great wins in September – they don't you mean toss nothing. them out the window and, th- and gone. You' flush out in Northern Iowa, South Dakota State and, and Southern Illinois. I think it's time we give different players a chance at positions that are failing.
2: You know positions agree. are
0: failing. I know positions are failing. I think it's time the players take a deep look in the mirror and ask of themselves where they want this season to go because as negative I may seem right now, you bring up that schedule, 0-7 Western Illinois, you're better than them. North Dakota State, you're not going to win that game. Indiana State stinks this year. Illinois State, eh, they're good. Why is you should have beat them last year and why she was not very good last year. South Dakota, not very good. So, that's it,
1: right? Yeah, you got, like you said, Illinois State, West Indiana Illinois. State, South Dakota, North Dakota State and then of course this week western illinois in
0: reversed order. So 5 games left, right? Yep.
1: Look, bottom line is Four this. 4 and 1's doable. Yes. 4 and 1 is doable if you take let's a look at it. Let's be one and know this week and let's move on to next week and have a chance for an upset. It's the only way to look at it. Do the penguins go one and know this week? They have no choice. If they don't family and friends won't be there the following week. So are you picking why I should win this week? I got no choice. It comes down to this. You're either you're either all
0: in or you're all out. I'm going to stay all in. I said it last week. We were not going to beat Southern Illinois. You did. You called it correctly. And as negative as I've been this week, questioning jobs and questioning the state of this program, because like you said, it's it's valid at this point. I'm going to say this. Penguins by four touchdowns Saturday. By four. That's 28, Tim. You haven't done that since Duquesne. I no. You're right. You're right. And I think, and maybe I'm just hoping now. And that's okay as a fan. I'm, I'm thinking there's a come to Jesus talk. You ever have those with your parents? I'm thinking there's a come to Jesus talk with this program, saying, "Hey, this thing's not dead yet." Remember a couple years ago when a certain reporter now left the defunct Vindicator, and he wrote the obituary. And why she went run and made the playoffs? Remember when Paul Hoynes buried the Indians so they can't make the playoffs? And they were within one inch of the World Series title? I'm writing my obituary now, Tim. And I hope, and I think they have a come-to-Jesus talk this week. And I think, look, there's not going to be many people there. I think by four touchdowns. Four touchdowns. So, Penguins finally return home this week. Two o'clock at the Ice Castle against Western Illinois. Against 0-7 Western Illinois, YSU will try to save the season, save the face of the program. YSU, Western Illinois, 2 o'clock at Stanbaugh Stadium. Tim and I will be back next Monday night, 5.30, to discuss the Leathernecks and to preview the number one team in the country coming to Stanbaugh. So for Tim, I'm Anthony. Until next Monday night. Come on, Penguins. Please. Please.